Squizplains, your shortcut to more than just the headlines. Squizplains Health is brought to you by the Commonwealth Bank, a proud supporter of the Squiz and a bank committed to improving the financial well-being of customers and communities. Whenever we put links in the Squiz Today email on things relating to exercise, fitness and a healthy lifestyle, you click on it. So we're going to go a bit deeper and have a good hard look at how well we Aussies are taking care of ourselves. We'll then contrast our health with the high-performing nations of the world. We want to give you some quality, factual information and add in a few surprising tidbits to add to your small talk repertoire. And finally, we'll talk to our very own squizzer, Deborah Hutton. She's got some helpful hints on how to maintain good health and, importantly, balance. Look, the older I get, I, I just go bugger it. You know, you, you've got to, you've got to enjoy life. Have those things, why not? But also, get up and and, and work for it. Ready? You're about to be squeezed. I'm Claire Kimball, and I'm Kate Watson. There are a lot of indicators of health when you're looking for a snapshot of a nation's well-being. So what we've done is narrow it down to five factors that have a significant impact on our health. As defined by the Harvard School of Public Health Study, these include a good diet, regular exercise, dropping a few kgs, not smoking and perhaps a few less glasses of wine per week. Let's start with smoking, Claire. The experts make it pretty clear that the only amount of cigarettes one should be having is none. Zip. Zilch, zero. Bad news for anyone who has ever had a sneaky diet. So overall daily smoking rates have halved since 1991 and 12% of people aged over 14 years smoke daily currently. So that's a pretty big improvement when it comes to smoking. Uh, The decline, though, is driven by fewer people taking it up rather than smokers quitting. And 18% of people living in the lowest socioeconomic areas smoke compared to about 7% of people living in the higher ranked areas. Does this mean the cost of cigarettes, the increasing cost of cigarettes hasn't really worked? Look, for some people it will have worked because the budgetary impact would have had some kind of incentive to give it up or disincentive to smoke. So yeah, it apparently has worked. And when it comes to countries like Ireland and Australia, we've really led in that direction. And I'm I'm curious, if our kids aren't smoking, so less kids are taking it up, are they doing something else unhealthy? Surely, well, kids. I think probably as unhealthy as it is, they're probably sitting in front of screens. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll touch on that a bit later. Let's look at weight, though, now. The measure of health is defined by body mass index. So you divide your weight in kilos by your height in metres, then divide the answer by your height again. I can see Claire's mind ticking over. (laughs) Uh, If you were mathematically challenged like Claire and I, what you should have got is a two-digit number. A healthy body mass index is in the range of 18.5 to 24.9. That's what we know, but let's look in the mirror. What's the reality? So the reality is that Australia has the fifth highest obesity rate in the OECD, and experts believe that that's going to continue to get worse. 63% of Australian adults are considered overweight or obese and more men fall into that category than women and 20% of kids aged 2 to 4 and 28% of kids aged 5 to 17 are considered overweight or obese. Again, it's it's a big problem and it's getting worse. Yeah, I, one of the one of the interesting statistics I picked up was that we, uh, aside from sleeping or working, we actually lie down or sit for thirty four hours a week just for fun, for leisure. Yeah, and eating, of course, uh, we're taking in a lot more calories from a lot more highly processed foods. All right, well then, let's talk about our snacking habit. We should be eating a diet with high intakes of vegetables, fruit, nuts, whole grains polyunsaturated fatty acids and long-chain omega-3 fatty acids. 
I don't know what those words mean, but I think it means fish. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> yes, fish. They're the long chain omega-3s. Yep. Gotcha. We should reduce our intake of red and processed meats, sugar-sweetened beverages, which is soft drink, trans fats, which when I Googled it, came up as cakes, and sodium, which is salt. There's a lot of confusing info about food, but that really makes it pretty clear what we should and shouldn't be eating. What are we actually putting in our bodies? Uh, Well, with the obesity rate, the way it is, we're putting in too much sugar and too much salt. So we're eating about, I think, about half of adults are exceeding the daily recommended intake of sugars. Uh, Sugars only meant to make up about 10% of our diet, so... That's an issue. And then we really love salt. So uh, we're only meant to have about 2,000 milligrams of sodium a day and we exceed this pretty much across the board. Uh, When it comes to uh, other things we're not eating, it's vegetables. So 95% of us, uh, men, women and children, aren't getting their five serves a day. How much is a serve? So uh, on the more dense sort of veggies, it's about 75 grams uh, is a serve, is one serve. Or on things like spinach leaves, you know, leafy, salady things, it's about a cup for one serve. Well, let's move rapidly into exercise. Basically, we really need it. What we need is moderate or vigorous intensity exercise for 30 minutes or more a day for adults, and our kids should be getting even more. I don't think this will come as much of a surprise to most of us, but do we actually do that? No, nowhere close. So 56% of adults aren't sufficiently active. It's a lot worse for kids. So between 74% and 92% of kids don't get their average uh, recommended quota daily. And of course, they're meant to exercise quite a bit more than adults. And finally, the one I try to avoid hearing about, speaking of vices, is alcohol intake. Uh, If you want to be in the low-risk category for health issues related to alcohol, you can only have one standard drink per day for women and two per day for men. And you're meant to as well have a couple of alcohol-free days. Alcohol-free days. The moment of truth, how much are we actually drinking? So the long-term trend for alcohol consumption in Australia is in decline. And again, sort of much like cigarettes, it's one of those things where we are actually improving. So that's a good thing. Uh, But overall, we're drinking less often. Fewer young people are drinking at all. And the ones who are taking it up, they're delaying the age that they start. So that's a big tick. When it comes, though, to drinking at risky levels, generally we're doing better across the board, but the people who are drinking more often at risky levels, and that's defined by having four or five drinks on a, on a single occasion, uh, it's really my age demographic, so it's the 40-pluses we're really liking to binge drink, it seems. And also, crunching some numbers on this, a stubby of full-strength beer is 1.5 standard drinks, so we're talking about standard drinks, and a bottle of wine is about eight standard drinks, so... Something to keep in mind. Yeah. And then when it comes, of course, to the cost of all of this, it's estimated to be about $14 billion um, and upwards when it comes to productivity losses, traffic accidents, crime, healthcare costs, all that sort of thing. So it's quite expensive, although we're improving on some of those really key things. It's a lot of our taxes. Uh, so, to conclude, if this was a school report card, Claire, how's Australia doing? Probably much like mine from primary school and high school, room to improve comes up a fair bit. No. Um, but, have um, that? yeah, easily distracted was the other one, but I, I got through that pretty well, I thought. Yeah, I, I can't believe you were easily distracted yeah, at school. Yeah, like, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing I got on my report card was 
competitive. Yeah, Maybe we Aussies surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we Aussies need to get a bit competitive. Let's have a look at the most healthy countries in the world as determined by Bloomberg's Global Health Index to see who we're chasing. What this index did was gather data from 163 countries and assess a number of factors, life expectancy, causes of death, high blood pressure, physical activity or lack of, you get the idea, to determine the ranking of the 50th healthiest countries. It's kind of like the Olympics of health. So in that vein, let's start with bronze and move through to gold. Coming in third is the Swiss. What are they doing right? So they're a very wealthy, developed country and they have an excellent healthcare system and education system. Their high life expectancy rates are really good and also they get a lot of fresh air. So there's reports that there's very little access to highly processed foods in their supermarkets or stores. So Excluding chocolate. <laughs> excluding chocolate where they, they're the world champions. They eat about 12 kilos of chocolate uh, a year uh, per person. So that's, that's a fair effort. But um, the other interesting thing I think about the Swiss is that the shops close on Sunday and generally it seems to be an outdoors day where people really get out and about and get some good exercise. In. We have been talking here at the Squeeze about a champion for a three-day three weekend. What do you think? For our health. Yeah, let's do it. It's a health priority. Totally. Coming in second, Iceland. Yeah, so again, it's a developed economy. It's got a really good healthcare system. Their diets, though, have a lot of fish and seafood and free-range meats. Again, it seems that the low uptake of highly processed foods is something that's in their favour. Uh, they're also considered to be very outdoorsy people, and you only have to get on YouTube to find lots of old blokes in really tight suits uh, skating down rivers and all sorts of things. So they're very active from childhood right through to their uh, older adult years. I have visions of them skating along, stopping off. Drilling a hole in the ice, fishing for their lunch. Yep, that's them. That's what happens. It's just like that. And number one is actually a bit of a surprise, Italy. Yeah, so the gold medalists, their economy and unemployment rates might be a bit iffy, but when it comes to uh, their healthcare system, apparently it's really good, which is surprising to me. I didn't think that Italy would have a really excellent healthcare system, but apparently that's the case. Uh, but what seems to project them into the number one spot is their Mediterranean diet. And anyone who's surfed the internet uh, over the last five years will see the Mediterranean diet pop up every now and then. All it comes down to is good oils, vegetables, protein and quite reasonable serving sizes. So uh, when it comes to their life expectancy, a kid born in Italy today can expect to live well into their 80s. Uh, again, the, the food thing seems to be a real issue. I could live off a Mediterranean diet, I think. A couple of olives for dinner, a bit of prosciutto. Yeah, pizza. Yeah, pizza. Exactly. <laughs> pizza. Rounding out the top five, Singapore came in fourth and Australia is actually the fifth most healthy country in the world. So overall, we're not doing too badly, but really we have every opportunity to do better. So what we're good at is the healthcare system. So Medicare is universally known as one of the best healthcare systems in the world. So we've done really well on that front. And as I said, we're doing quite well on things like drinking and smoking, but it really is our exercise and our diet uh, and the obesity rates that are an issue right now. A bit of good news, bit of bad news and a fair bit of improving to do. To help us out, we sat down with squizzer Deborah Hutton. She needs a little introduction, started her career as a model, has hosted various television shows, was an editor at the Australian Women's Weekly before appearing naked on the front cover at age 50, and she's big on balance. What we really like is Deborah's down-to-earth and realistic perspective on, on how to live a healthy life. Deborah, you run a health online community called Balance, so we reckon you are 
the best place. Squeeze it or tell us about how to find it. <laughs> you think? Yeah, we do think. <laughs> Give us a snapshot of what an average day looks like for you when it comes to exercise, diet, and maintaining good health. Okay, well... Um Generally, wake up with a hangover. No. <laughs> yes, perfect. Not a good way to start, is it? I knew there was something yeah, about okay. you. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, that's Monday morning. Anyway, um, look, I, I, I believe for me one of the things that keeps me sane is exercise. And I have to say I've really embraced this as I get older. I, I sort of hang on to it even more and more. I think when you're younger, you don't really – you take so much of your health for granted. But when you start ageing, you go, shit, I need to, you know, I need to ramp this up. So – I'm a Monday to Friday, you know, I I sort of, I get up really early. I'm usually at the gym at either six or seven, no later. And Listening to the Squeeze Today podcast, of course. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's true. And I either, if I've got time, I'm either reading it or I'm listening to your podcast. It's very true. I'm very familiar with these voices. The checks in the mail. (laughs) And uh, and so, look, the beautiful thing about it is I have little training groups. So um, I just train with mostly men. I just worked out that way. I don't know why. So I train with about 10 husbands the course of the week <laughs> but I've got these great sort of um you know just these great workouts down I trained out at Bondi Icebergs which is just the most magnificent place to be because mm, you welcome in beautiful. the light and the, the sunrise uh and then I do Pilates a couple of times a week as a, a more of a balanced thing for me so it's kind of a and on Sundays I play golf so I figure if Saturday's the day I sleep in and um but it is something for me that if I can only start the morning that way. If if I don't, I just feel sluggish and I'm not really 100% on mm. for the rest of the day. So I, But that works for me. Other people like to train at night. Um, that's not me. I like to do other things at night. Was there something that kicked you into exercise? Was there a moment that you remember in, in your 40s that made you decide that exercise had to be something that came into your future? Look, it was always there. I think, you know, growing up being a model, um, you you do take the fact that you sort of whatever size you're at, you're, I'll just get away with it for a while. And then when you start looking at lumpy bits, you go, what's that? <laughs> oh, that's called cellulite. Right. Best we deal with that properly. And that sort of was happening in my sort of, you know, th- late thirties, I suppose. And I was like, right, I need to, you know, get my act together here. But, um, the, I think I really, um, there's been moments where I've had different shoots on and there's nothing like a goal to, yeah, you know, focus get the you mind. motivated. <laughs> um, and I do remember when Helen McCabe asked me to um, do the body issue for the Women's Weekly when I was turning 50. That was definitely a goal. She said, you know, would you consider, you know, doing it nude? And I was like, don't be so ridiculous. And um, you did it. And I did it, yeah. I turned myself into a pretzel and I did definitely, (laughs) um, you know, train hard for that one. Um, But there's, yeah, I think once you start feeling good, and you can actually feel the difference within yourself and you, you feel stronger, that is the motivation that, that helps you, you know, continue. Yeah, you mentioned in the three-minute squeeze that you did with us that you start the day with a gym session but you finish with a glass of wine. Is, all, is that part of balance? Is that something that absolutely. you think that you need to do? Look, absolutely, and I love my wine, but I think it's a very social thing for me. Yeah. I, you know, look, I, I love to, to spend a lot of time with friends and, you know, and, and business colleagues and, and whatnot. So um, nights are generally when I when I do that and look to sit there with a glass of water and a slice of lime is lovely but not <laughs> as much fun. So um, it, it tends to I have a lot of friends who also love to share a beautiful Pinot Noir or you know a nice Pinot Gris or vodka lime and soda. Um, so yeah, look, I I um, you know it's a very social thing. But in yeah. Australia, that's. 
that's what we do. And I think if you can kind of keep it in check a little bit. So I like to have a couple of days where I just don't drink. If I can make them yeah. consecutive, then I get 10 points for Deb. Um, <laughs> not always possible, but yeah. That was what was recommended in our earlier discussion in this podcast, actually. That yeah, a couple the, of alcohol-free days are actually alcohol good. Days. Yeah, <laughs> but you've got to join them together. That's yes. the trick. Yeah. Yes, those consecutive day things. Yeah, yeah yes. give the liver a, you know, a bit of a, a break. But yeah. I think also, you know, knowing your lifestyle and then figuring out a plan that's going to combat that and to balance that out is is really important. So, you know, I do, I kill a couple of litres of water a day, you know, mm. I, I get my greens in there. So I, even though I sort of, you know, life is to be lived and enjoyed, so you have to do all of that. But it's all, it's balances, it's checks and balances. So, you know, whatever you... you I'm curious. Uh, I, I mean... I hope that everyone has this thing that happens where they can hear the ice cream calling them from the fridge or the that extra glass of wine, that urge that you have to do something you know you probably shouldn't do. Yeah. Do you have it? Does Gosh, that happen to yeah. you? And how do you combat the urge? You don't. You go for it. <laughs> you heard it here first. And then you get up and go to the gym in the morning. Well, you do. Yeah. I'm, I'm, honestly, you yeah. do. You, you really do. I think, no, bugger it. I'm not going to you know, kill the whole punnet, but I might just, mm-hmm. you know, have a little bit and then, you know, kind of resist and then put it back in the freezer. And now I look, the older I get, I, I just go bugger it. You know, you, you've got to, you've got to enjoy life, have those things. Why not? But also get up and, and, and work for it. Mm. And the best thing I can say about, you know, women getting older, one of the most important things you could do is work on your, your muscles is muscular strength strength is incredibly critical pilates that's where your pilates come well that and just also just bone density you've got because honestly the more muscle mass you have the more that you burn the more calories that you burn and the the higher metabolism you will have so if you actually really train at it and and build up strength which is important just for longevity and for long-term health um, it does actually work that you can probably you know eat a little bit or drink a little bit more than and, you know, if you wanted to, you sort of get away with it. Mm. That's what I've found. And I, you know, I am stronger now than I, than I was a decade ago, without a doubt. Um, well, we're sitting in front of you and you look great. <laughs> you look strong. You look fit. You look healthy. I'm taking all your advice. Our people are pretty busy, just like you. Three things off the top of your head that we should be doing to have better health and better balance. Drink a lot of water, first yeah. and foremost, most important thing. It's so easy to forget. I oh, look, carry a bottle. It's so boring. No, it's, look, it is boring. Chuck it down <laughs> like a pill. That's yeah. what I do. I yeah. go, you know what? I've got a litre bottle I carry with me. And I go, right, one litre at the gym, another litre, yeah. and then it's like lots of herbal teas and things. Kate's very good at it. I am ter- I can get to the end of the day and realise I've had one glass no, of water just, in the whole just day. Just hang yeah. on to just yeah. measure it up. And just make like do it yeah. like it's a it's a medicine. Yeah, just shove it down. There. Just get it down. <laughs> Suck it up. Get it down. Yeah, there's a grab. Oh just shove it down. <laughs> uh, look, I'm a I'm a huge fan of green veggies. As boring as that yeah. makes sounds, just try and get as many in as you can. Yeah. Even look and but put some garlic and chili with it. Just make it really interesting. And you know, I just love yeah. that. That's one thing I absolutely thrive on. And I tell you, one one of the hardest things is but to attain. But you have to keep trying is sleep. Mm. And look, it's 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 difficult if you're out of a sleep yeah. pattern. It's incredibly difficult, and I've been through that recently. But I now I've got tools to help me go to sleep, and it's working. I went and saw someone about it. Yeah. And uh, and there there are things you can do, yeah. but then there's disciplines around it. Um, so yeah, there is there is the answers there. Um, you just need to really focus on it. And get do you meditate? It. I do. I um I do. I did a. I did a refresher course recently. I'd sort of dropped off and I really felt I needed to bring it back into my life again. Mm. So uh, I do. And it's challenging 
to on a couple of different ways. A is finding the time because it's sort of 20 minutes and uh, supposed to be twice a day. I definitely do once a day, challenged to do twice. Um, and then just keeping the mind still. But there's, you've got to have compassion around the fact that you've got a whole lot of stuff in there and it's okay. And it's, it's okay. okay to have all that stuff right. in there. Yeah, and we've had a few squeezers who have mentioned meditation in their three-minute squeeze and said it's really helped them. So yeah. it's certainly a trend, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. mindfulness is really, yeah. really important. Yeah. Drink water, eat your veggies, get some sleep and maybe we'll maybe right. get into some meditation. Yeah. We'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, no worries. I also recommend checking out your Instagram page and also your website, Renovation Rookie. You've just done a reno on a house. I so have. Have you achieved any balance during a renovation? That's oh. something that... <laughs> I just loved the entire process, which not many people can say about yeah. building their dream home, but I did, and it's, yeah, it's pretty. It's it gorgeous. So, yeah, I did the entire thing on social media. So if anyone wants any hints about how to renovate their house, check it out. All right, I'll be discussing that with you immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Free advice. Oh, in all seriousness, thank you so much for coming in today, Deborah. We love having you as a squeezer. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Very excited to be here. Thanks for listening to Squeeze Splains Health. For those who are new to the squeeze, we're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday email and podcast land at 6am and they'll make sure that you're able to hold a conversation on the major news stories of the day. Jump on to thesquiz.com.au to subscribe for free. Uh, if you like the squeeze, please share us with your friends and family. Post about us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at the coffee shop, at the gym, wherever you do your socialising. Thanks for your support and sign up to the squeeze to find out the details of our next squeeze splains. Squeeze splains, your shortcut to more than just the headlines. <laughs>